Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hi, angels. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, you don't want me to sing, but welcome to episode 157. What is this podcast about, Vanessa? We don't know. (laughs) Accurate. We're 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 all going to find out at the same time today. No, (laughs) I mean, a little bit. Uh, it's, it's, it's the end of our traditional calendar year coming up. And so, you know, the, the thing we, we normally, we, we kind of, I want to say program to do, but I feel like there's some of it that, that does feel natural for me, you know, where the, uh, you know, the, the days are starting to get longer again. And I feel like that is to me like a, uh, an indication of spring coming and things like that. So it does feel like, you know, the turning of a corner into some lighter, you know, light, lighter days, literally. Right. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna work with that and talk about our years personally. Um, and what, what we've been doing from, you know, a year ago today and all of the, the processes and all of the, you know, the, cycles and things that we've done and as i'm talking i'm like oh my god you know like i do feel like and i remember at the end of last year in the beginning of the year saying this is going to be a big year for us this feels like a big year for us i did not know what that meant you know what i mean but i just felt it where i was like shit's going down this year like we're gonna have a big year and um I believe it's true. (laughs) I believe it's true. It's just like I said, you know, not really knowing what that looks like. You know, what is success? We've talked about the definition of success. We've talked, you know, like we can talk about the definition of what a big year means. You know, it means something different to everybody. But I personally feel like this was one of my biggest growing years ever in my life. For real. I kind of mirror that. But a lot of it was... Well, it it was all willing, but a lot of it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't in a, in a way that was like, oh, okay. And the next lesson is this, it's, it's like, oh no, I have to light your shit on fire. So you learn something. Yeah, because and, we avoid that shit because we know it's going to hurt. Yeah. But I tell you what, that's why they call things like, that's why the Phoenix is the Phoenix. You know what I mean? Like it transforms itself from the fire and we have been set on fire nearly the entire year. And I am sure waiting for that transformation into next year because I'm, I, I'm bald. I have no feathers left. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think that this is the thing about it, right? Like we were just saying before we jumped on of like, so when are we done? <laughs> when are we there? You know, yeah. and, and, and I was reflecting in, you know, in my own brain, but also out loud of being like, we may never be. And that's, that's the thing that we have to accept is that once we feel like we're there, that's our ego saying we're done. And like, I just don't think that that's a thing. But when we want to, we want to be done with the hard stuff. And I think that that's, um, that's where, that's where it gets tricky is because we, when we avoid the hard stuff and we pile on trauma to the hard stuff, it's just, I mean, it's just going to be hard to uncover it, but what is the Phoenix moment? And I think that that's like, that's part of that conversation of like, well, what am I expecting the Phoenix moment to actually be right? Like, am I expecting to be monk? Like, well, I don't live in a monastery, so that's not what's going to happen. You know, like what is my expectation on the, quote unquote other side of all of this healing that um you know that either that it serves me or doesn't serve me or what do i want it to look like um going forward what do i want that phoenix moment to feel like and look like what do i want growth to look like going forward now having had all of these fires being set what do I want it to look like? Because there's no such thing as never having a hard thing again, but I don't want it to be like this, right? 
part of me as I'm talking out loud is like, well, then don't resist it because that's how you make it hard, Vanessa. Like, <laughs> that's why it hurts is because you keep resisting it until it gets hard, the frying pan to the face. You've been working on trying not to make it a frying pan to the face. You're the one who does it, so <laughs> don't. Don't avoid it, and it won't hurt. <laughs> it's and, like, and oh, here, okay. And here we were like, yeah, we don't want any like self-therapy today. We want this to be an easy podcast. But Spirit's like, oh, really? Yeah, well, it'll be easy. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It's just yeah. not going to be a but, bunch of BS because we don't have the ability to do that. So, and, and in reflection of that, what I think shifts though, and what I've learned this year in shifting is it's not even so much that those things don't happen because we can't control world, the life. We can't control it. It's, it's really a lot of it circumstantial. A lot of it is, you know, outside influence. There's very, sometimes very little spaces of control. And so what I think it's about though, is recognizing when it's happening before it's completely like your, 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 your world is burnt down. You know what I mean? It's like the reaction to it is less like, Oh my God. And the more is like, Oh, this is interesting. What's happening. Like yes. I'm feeling like I recognize that I'm feeling in this way or things are happening. How do I get out of the trauma of the moment and the survival instinct of the moment and get into that space of observing faster? It's not that it always happens. I mean, there were weeks sometimes where weeks happened that I was like, well, okay. Yeah. And but sometimes in the moment you're you're you recognize oh i'm having this reaction because of this it's like you can process the moment in a way that you're not emotionally available to have the drama of the moment right cuz i i really feel that that's the case because i'm more observant now less likely to react like for long periods of time like instead of three weeks of the same drama, it's like a week or it's a couple of days. It's my, the start to the moment, to the end of it, or to the understanding and the processing of it is far shorter than it's ever been. It's like, I don't feel like I'm at the mercy of those moments in my life anymore. That doesn't mean it's comfortable. Yeah. doesn't mean it doesn't suck, but it means that the period time it sucks is far less than it was yeah. before. That's awesome progress. Like that yeah. is amazing to be like, yeah, like I like that. Like, and we're, and, and, and like, is it possible for it to be shorter? If it is ready for that too. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's but amazing. I also think like this comes from not only the willingness, because I think that's what we had, like, it, we were kind of willing to show up and then the spirits like, okay, we got the green light. Let's give them what they, you know, we want them to transform. We want them Absolutely. to be in their highest good, but these things are in the way and we either, they need to understand it or they need to heal it. And if it's, they can't move into healing without understanding it, then guess what we're have to do. But it's also about the desire and the willingness to be supportive of ourselves. We talk about that all the time in these podcasts and about how to support ourselves and taking care of ourselves. And I think that it's not just the act of doing it, but it's the act of wanting to do it. Like I want those upset, wounded, triggered parts of me to feel safe. I, this year, I see a lot of my life where moments have happened to me as a child, as a young, um, as a young adult, like a young teenager. And I'm like, I feel so sad. And for that version of me or those, that time in my life for that person, you know what I mean? It, it became almost like I had to observe myself as outside of myself. Like I own that that's part of me. But the desire to take care of me came from looking at myself from a perspective of, you know, it's not because of me all of this happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't to blame. Like that parts of us as a child, we internalize everything. Mm -hmm. It was starting to externalize things and not blame people for it, but yeah. understand the circumstances of what happened and really step into those spaces where I looked at myself as if I was a child, 
and 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 that wasn't me like that it wasn't me specifically and and that compassion 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 <laughs> and empathy and desire that nurturing desire to take care of or to help alleviate helped me bring that energy into my being and then like it's like this weird mind meld of like understanding that that version of me still exists energetically inside of me and wanting to tend to it wanting to give it its space wanting to give it its voice and saying i'm not okay and and having those spaces and i think that's how that all happened that's how the shortening the drama moments happened was because i could like invite in that compassion and that understanding in that sense of like no 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 we're not taking ownership for this moment but where can we see it in a very complex way like what happened what's the energy around it what how did we contribute what are we fearing or feeling and and you know kind of almost like i talk about it i'm like wow it's like i'm in a therapy session with myself all the time <laughs> on a regular basis <laughs> I know, I'm always in a therapy session with myself, when I, especially in trigger moments, because I'm like, well, what would you say to somebody else? I mean, I have the, I have the access right there. Like, what would you do if you were on the other side of the screen? <laughs> do it, because that's what that's, you know, it works. You watch other people use the tools and, you, you know, you share the tools because you know it works. But yeah. Yeah. And it helps. It makes it, it makes it so much easier. Right. Like, because it's it's allowing our, our trauma brain to have le uh, like less time active and i mean when we t from a brain perspective the pathways of our brain that we use the most are the strongest ones that's that's just how that's literally the science of it that's that's what it is and what we've learned about you know when we when we discovered the neuroplasticity thing about it is that we can change our brain structure with our own conscious repetitions and with our own interruptions of certain things and we can strengthen pathways that were like you know not as strong because of our life circumstances by doing intentional practices to strengthen them and that when we do that that means that the other pathways that were created i mean they're literally like branches in our brain they get smaller because they're not being used it's like any other muscle right like if i stop lifting weights my muscles are gonna change you know, they're going to be less strong. And so, you know, when we're doing this, when we're practicing the pause, when we're practicing the compassion and the love, what we're doing is strengthening the pause and the compassion and the love pathways in our brain. And eventually they will become dominant, just like the other ones became dominant from how much we used them too. Um, and that's, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about it. And we watch the more beautiful thing about it is that we have evidence that helps us do it <laughs> yes. right so like if we have the evidence to go oh yeah like instead of like three weeks of, of of like pain i have one because i was able like i was able to shift that i've been doing the work right like it takes it completely off the happening to me and more the i'm working with or not working with it makes it so much more empowering of like oh i do have a choice I do. I do have influence here. How do I want to influence myself today? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I, I just, yeah. it's not an easy place to get. It's, 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 but it's worth it when you, when you take the steps to get there, it's not a do heal your life in 30 days type of situation. This is, this is in spaces where we've been put in to create this desire and this commitment to it. And, and I think that's what it is, is like, because we don't want to always feel on fire and like shit's happening, it's hard because some people are in, and, and including myself at some point at the beginning of the year was in survival mode. It was in that mode of like, just needing to avoid every possible bad feeling I could. Mm -hmm. I didn't like, I just, I couldn't cope with one more thing happening. It was like, I was at my saturation and that even happened somewhere down later in the year too so it's you know it's it's just but it's just that sense of like mine happened specifically around eclipse seasons mm. the first awakening that i had this year about a lot of my trauma was in the first eclipse season in april may like it 
like massive understanding of my self-punishment, massive understanding of where it started and how I perpetuated it through my entire life, like massive understandings of it. And it was just like, I mean, and the emotion that rolled out of me constantly of just the pain and the suffering, it was just like, holy crap. And, you know, and, and sitting with it and, but feeling the the relief on the other side of seeing that and taking ownership of my part in, in creating the self-punishment type of thing, it was like all of a sudden I think my being was awakened to the idea I'm willing to atone for my own process in this because mm -hmm. of understanding where I perpetuated what was done to me through mm -hmm. the act of learning. Yeah. And it wasn't from a space of like, oh, I suck, but it was from a space of, ah, uh, I get it. I get it. So how do we move forward from here? And then the next eclipse season happened. I ended up having like, you know, a, a cancer scare and a, and a major surgery. And then like, and then, then with that, everything else just showed up too. And I was like, oh, fuck, here we go again. Like, Ooh, all right. <laughs> so, so yeah, so there was a lot of darkness brought to light, which is what eclipses do. It brings the darkness and brings it into light and exposes it. And that I really experienced that year, I think more so than I have every other year. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, like, as you were talking about it, I was like, where was I in January? I have a tendency, right? Like, uh, to forget, you know, because I, I love to live in the moment and I love to just, you know, like breeze over stuff. Um, when he said survival mode, I was like, have I been in survival mode? It was like, I mean, and I was like, are you kidding? Like you definitely started the, 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 like you didn't even know where you were going to live. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like are you kidding but that to me like as you were talking was like oh that shows that really does show the 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 year right like and the difference and the growth and the change and the cycle breaking and things like that because um yeah like i definitely started the year in survival mode i was here in this apartment had no idea how long i was going to be here definitely had it in my mind that it was like probably going to be short term i i know my business it wasn't struggling but i was definitely like not at, like my goals weren't being reached I, I was i was a little bit stressed about that i mean i was stressed about so many things yeah. and feeling like i was making decisions based on like um you know based on survival mode right um and then yeah like the shift i can say like definitely knowing in january was when i started to um connect to my person and not just my emotions and i feel like that mattered way more than i ever thought it would when i think about the the, the year um because it was almost like it was all i had right like uh, everything was so out of control and i couldn't i couldn't do anything with my space because it wasn't my space that's like what i love to do you know rearrange arrange you know i'm doing it right now because it's my space now um but i couldn't do that um i don't know i don't have hockey so i couldn't go you know do that so it was like okay i'll go back to the gym i'll figure out how to go back to the gym um through that process somehow like uh, it was it was on new year's i just was like i don't want to drink alcohol like i just it, it just happened i just didn't want it anymore and i was like the the end of the day have a glass of wine like unwind i didn't drink a lot you know the previous year but it was just like i don't want that you know like <laughs> and now i'm looking at that and i'm like oh gosh the correlation of of grounding right like my body is the ground it's it's the thing that that connects me from my woo to the ground, <laughs> literally yeah. through gravity. And like that journey, I think just helped me be more present in moments instead of trying to be present in the future. And like, I'm realizing now that I'm like, oh, okay, like that helped me get out of survival mode. That helped me be more, more like moment-based that helped me obviously psychologically, you know, to be able to move that energy in and out of my body. Um, so that was like a major like 
action that I had taken that I realized now was like one of the only things that happened in survival mode that was really helpful, yeah. <laughs> right? Because all the other things that I was setting on fire, trying to grasp onto things, relationships and things like that, you know, just freaking out completely. Like the relationship thing was an absolute fucking disaster at the beginning of the year. I was, I was just a mess when I think about that too. Um, and it's hard to access that energy, which is a great feeling, right? Like mm -hmm. it's great for me to be like, I know it happened, but I, I can't make it happen anymore. It's not in here. Um, but yeah, so that was one of the major things that, that just came up of, of um, you know, the, one of the bigger shifts in my year, which was um, my body, you know, and the connectivity to it, not necessarily what I've done to it, but just the connectivity to it and the grounding that it brought for me to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, and as you were talking, I was looking at my own calendar because, you know, I don't remember what happens either. But like, but I looked at it and in January is when I did like I did my final sleep study. Yeah, it's 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 the beginning of the first quarter of the year is when I got my CPAP machine and I realized how bad my sleep was and that I would probably if I didn't have help, I would have died like it was connecting and the and the freedom that having an understanding that having the new CPAP and whatever and the freedom that that gave me and the amount of sleep I, I discovered through that. So it was like, oh yeah, like I had a, like in different ways, I had my own journey with my physical being. I was just desperate to take care of something within myself because of what was happening. And so, I mean, the process has been very physical for me and it too, in that, you know, I had the hysterectomy, I, you know, I've like been working on taking care of myself and my diagnoses and like I did chiropractic for a little while and, you know, which super helped and I stopped doing it because I changed insurances, but yeah, I realize now how much it helped because I'm not doing it anymore. And so it was like, oh, okay. So my journey this year has also been very much in the physical as well. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Because I mean, he said January was like no possible way. Like, I mean, obviously, you know your life and you know that that's what happened. I'm like, that feels like it happened two yeah. months ago. I mean, I really was like, no way. And then I'm like, yes, way. I mean, because there was all this time and then there was the CPAP and like, yeah, like that took some time. But yeah, that's so funny. Like the parallel of it, you know, the different things and that, that how far it is from like the, the perspective that I had in in 2022 the things that i thought were important and the things i was trying to control and the things i was trying to connect with and how like connecting to my body and in moments helped all of that you know yeah. and that's so like interesting to think about like but it also makes total sense our 3d is our problem and our body is the embodiment of the 3d <laughs> Why would we not think that that connection was the connection to most everything else? But yeah, uh, yeah that was, I know that that was like a, a super major thing for me. And it gave me something to focus on that, you know, like when you had said, you know, about control, you know, it gave me something to focus on that felt like I had influence, right? I felt so much at the end of last year that I, that things were very much out of control, um, that I didn't have influence, that everything I tried to influence didn't work the way that it that I expected it to or wanted it to or thought was best for me, right? Because I'm not ever like, I'm not ever doing things in a way that I feel is frivolous. I always feel like there's purpose, but I push, you know, I push because I feel like it is the right thing. And one of the things that I definitely know I learned over the year is um you know like yes vanessa you've lived a lot of life yes you have lots of experiences and yes you have lots of knowledge but you you're never going to have all of it and so when you're pushing anything as a push that is the best time to let go because that is when you're not allowing all any other possibilities to come in and you're making decisions based on what you know which is a tiny fraction of what there is to know so yeah. like step out of it um and like just observe see let everything be okay i've i've done a lot of i think mental gymnastics with 
you know, just kind of seeing life for what it is and just being like, man, there's like so many interactions and so many possibilities and so many things that happen that are not important and that take my focus and I don't want that anymore. Um, and it, it, it's, it's, it's all kinds of things. It's, it's like upset about other people. It's upset about, you know, things not happening the way that I want it to. It's about following people for wealth. It's about, I mean, all of these kind of things that I feel like we're taking up so much of my mental energy. I've, I'm learning so much about like, just gather information like that makes you feel good and let it guide you to what it feels good. That's always when you've been your most magical, always when things have come to you is when you just kind of let it happen. And always when you try to force it is when like you're, you're blocking out the magic of the, the earth and the world and the universe and people and all of that kind of stuff. So I feel like that was a big growing thing for me this year too of, you know, just kind of being like, okay, you've got to trust in timing. And you say you trust in timing, but do you really trust in timing? Do you yeah. make things urgent when they're urgent because you're being afraid or because you are, are just impatient? I mean, the car thing alone is astounding to me because when I bought the truck, it was absolutely like, I'm going here today and I'm buying one today that was the energy that I was in. I'm just, whatever ones I see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm doing it. I'm going to fucking do it. Because in my mind, I thought, if you don't do it, it will be fear-based. If you don't do it, you'll never do it. You know? And now I'm like, well, I know what I want and I really want it. I really want it. But I don't want it to feel rushed and I don't want to feel pressured and I don't, and it needs to be perfect. It needs to feel perfect. And until it does, it's not going to, and you don't, you, and, and it's fine. What's really going to happen to you if you don't do it right now? You know, and I've gone through those scenarios. Oh, financially, the more mileage that you put on it, the less it's going to be worth. doesn't matter. It's going to work out perfect because you have to have the belief that it's going to work out perfect, whatever that means. That yeah. could mean a number of things. That could mean that you have this vehicle and then you buy something else outright. And then you have two. I don't know. That might mean that. I don't really know. You know, like all of the possibility that that actually exists when I'm not trying to stranglehold control things. And it's kind of like weird. Like it's weird energy for me, but I get it. Like I joked with with Grace in the pregame that I was like, is this what people without anxiety really live like? <laughs> like, has this been their whole life? <laughs> you know, and like what do they do when the anxiety comes in, right? Like, because when it comes in with me, I'm like, I know you, friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> this feels normal, <laughs> you know? But, like, it's yeah. so interesting to just have less anxiety and, la and, and, and it's, yeah, like, I, I've major transformation this year in that, too. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because you say that because it's, like, it's because all of our decisions prior to now, like without the anxiety gives like this, it's our indicators. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the indicators of, you know, rather than allowing just not needing the indicators of what to do next of, you know, not using that anxiety as your barometer, but using the, the confidence and the trust in yourself and your connection and, and the manifestations that you can create and, and your connections. And yeah. Yeah. I've seen that's been mirrored in certain places for me, but it's funny you say about anxiety because I'm like in the past, like three or four months, I feel like my anxiety has gotten like, I would normally say it's gotten worse, but it hasn't gotten worse. I feel the anxiety has come up in places I didn't expect to because I'm not strangling it and trying to shove it down. Mm -hmm. I'm allowing it to exist in my being so that I'm understanding of it because normally I'm like, just breathe, do some affirmations, like get a crystal, go take, like just trying to do everything to spiritually bypass this anxiety and yeah. really connect to that. And, but allowing it to exist in my being helps it to end quicker. Yeah. 
-hmm. And it's not that I want anxiety, but it's understanding that when it shows up, sometimes it's, it's, it's from a trigger, but that mm -hmm. anxiety, it happened at work, but the anxiety led me to understanding why it's there because I listened. I was like, okay, you can feel anxious. You're allowed here. I'm, I'm feeling anxious. I tended to myself physically through that process of feeling it. But then I'm like, what is happening? What are we afraid of? And because I asked it questions and because I allowed it to exist in me and move through versus trying to stuff it down into my abdomen, which is where we hold our emotions, i.e. I just had a hysterectomy, not surprising. Um, and, you know, I, I asked it questions. I gave it a voice. Mm -hmm. And cause that's what, I mean, most of our trauma is from not having some sort of voice in mm -hmm. some way and, and giving it that voice helped it see, helped me see where I needed to take action. And so that period of time for it lasting was a lot less. It was just, you know, in the moment I had to shut things down. Like I just, I was in a meeting at work, ironically enough that it happened. And it was like having to say, hey, I'm having a lot of anxiety about this. I need, can we please discuss this next week or in the future? Because we didn't need to make a decision right then. And they were like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And it was like, and then just signing out of work, the, what was triggering me and, and making myself feel physically safe. And, you know, I took a shower because it helps to get a work through motion is the shower. And it was just giving it at that space to, for it to breathe, for oh. it to just be like, I... And to have that part of me that was so scared that it had to cause that reaction, like, what are you afraid of? What is happening? And it gave me information. So, you know, that in itself, you know, was a win. And I think uh, this year I, I became more aware of my personal cycles. Mm. And like the same thing happens the same time every year. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, and I was like, I don't want this cycle, like financially, emotionally, mentally, like the cycles repeat. It was like the beginning of the year, I get excited and I feel good because we're in a new year and things are going to be okay. And so then I sign up for a wellness fair and then I do a wellness fair and then I kind of crash and burn because I've spent too much money on this wellness fair. I've only recovered probably 75 to 90% of it, which is actually really good. But like, there was this, there's these processes I go through. And then financially in July and August, I get to a point in September where I'm like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm stressed out. I, I'm like, where's the money kind of come from? Like, it's this like weird navigational thing of like how my cycles happen. So, you know, with that awareness, it was like, okay, now I have fodder, right? We, we, we talk about our cycles. Like I can see some of my cycles. So come, and it all stems like in April and May, the things I do financially affect me in July and August. So it's never the month, but it's the trickle down effect that mm -hmm. happens. And so like this year, like, and, and I'm like putting active points on my calendar going, check your spending, like, what are you doing this year? I've decided not to next year. I've decided not to do any wellness fairs that that's not what I'm going to do. And to see how that plays out to see if I'm more balanced financially over the course of the year and, you know, and not putting out a lot of expense without return. And like, yeah, this last one gave me a few new places where I got some new clients, but like the return on it wasn't quite enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and maybe I don't need to do something so extravagant, like having an entire booth. Maybe it's about just doing half or sharing space or something smaller, if maybe towards Christmas, I might try to do one Christmas time versus doing one in the spring. So it's this whole really weird cycle, but I have a lot of information to take with me into next year to support myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that because cycles, I mean, I, I, I feel the same way, like, and I feel like last year I had a little bit of knowledge of it because September of last year was when I was like, I got to get the hell out of New Jersey, right? Like, <laughs> and not oddly enough, in 2014, September was when I got the hell out of New Jersey, you know, <laughs> and right. And 
September was when I contemplated leaving Florida. November was when I finally did it. But September, I remember having the conversation of like, I'm friggin' done with all of this and whatever. And I held on for another couple of months because of other, you know, situations. But it was September that that energy comes around and says, do stuff, right? Like, make moves, right? Like, and, and so that's not a that that cycle, I feel like was a good one for me to discover. Because it's like we talked about in our reading this week of like, learning how to harness my personal cycles and use them, you know, that the ones that are good and learn about the ones that haven't been so good and what it is because a cycle is a cycle, right? Like a cycle comes back around and the energy of it is, I feel like, like when I, when I talk about those things, like those felt like trauma based, like, like escapism, right? Like I escaped New Jersey and I had to go and I, whatever, but it's kind of like, ah, uh, no, there's something within you at that time of the year that wants to do stuff or that gets brave or, you know, is getting ready for something. Like, what does that mean? What is that cycle of actually about? You know what the actions have, have been, but what is that cycle actually about? You know, and I feel like it, same thing with like relationships, right? Like what, what are the cycles that haven't been playing out great but what is the purpose of the cycle? What has what has been happening? What is the energetic part of that 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 cycle? Like the giving and the non-receiving. Okay, you're always going to be a giver. You've got to figure out what receiving means because the cycle's not going to you're not going to stop the beginning of that cycle because that's who you are. You are the giver, right? That you're going to perpetuate that entire cycle of getting around to I'm going to give you nothing because I don't feel like I'm receiving in return. If you don't figure out at what nobody can see me at home doing my little cycle <laughs> thing, <laughs> I'm trying to illustrate at what point I'm trying to stop myself now, you know, I'm just being like, oh, okay, like this is the point in the cycle where I lose it. This is the point where I, where, where intentionality kind of goes out the window. So what am I going to do with that now? How am I going to use that energy differently? Right? Like, how am I going to, you know, chill out or whatever? So yes, personal cycles, a hundred percent. I mean, relationship cycles, I healed a shit ton of that this yeah. year, hard as hell, lots of patience. Luckily, I have, you know, like a person who lets me practice and practices on me. So we've been really doing work together on how to heal this kind of stuff. It's been like really, really great, you know, um, but I've been healing that right relationships with other people and expectations and things like that. The cycles of, again, like the overgiving and then the pulling back and being like, I don't like that anymore but i get that the giving is going to be there how do i make it not over you know like just really evaluating those things and working with them instead of like trashing myself about them instead of thinking that they're all super bad and being like oh my god it's just kind of like well, what are you doing <laughs> what's happening what is why are they happening because they're not they're happening for a reason what's your energy around it so yeah like that's been i mean there's been so much that has, I think, just been teaching me patience this year in a different way. Patience feels like lack of movement for me, and it always has, and that stresses me out and then creates anxiety, and then I do things from anxiety, right? Like, because it makes me feel like I'm doing something. And now it's been kind of like, you're always doing something. Contemplation is doing something, yeah. right? Waiting is is letting pieces fall where they need to fall. That's super important. If you go running under like under the thing and you don't let the things fall on you, you'll miss out. Like, so don't do that. You know? Um, so yeah, it's been it's Euro patience, I feel like has <laughs> been my my recap, you know, just learning how to be patient and flow. Yep. And you know, and wow, and I think too is that. I, I mirror some of those relationship discoveries as well. And like discovering where I'm still giving away all of my power, where I'm still like trying to please through doing and, you know, and I'm like, Oh, and so that's been an interesting conversation in my being, because like right now talking about Christmas gifts and, and, and give it or gift giving it in itself. And I people please through giving. And so it's like, Oh my, now 
my my extreme has gone the other way where I just don't want to give anybody anything. Not because I don't love them, but because I don't want to love them in that way because of how bad it is for me. And so then when you're disconnecting, it's like, yeah, but I'm not even connected to know what to give them for gifts because I'm healing that hype need to be hyper aware of their emotions and to make sure that they're okay. And because I'm starting to disconnect from that, it's creating a lot of Oh, awarenesses of where, oh, I'm not really connected to that person and how it's normal. cold turkey. It's like yeah. any other addiction. You quit a cold turkey. You're like, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been agonizing about gift giving because I'm not connected to people in the way that I used to be because I, I don't, I'm not responsible for their emotions and how well they are. And that was like, oh, oh. And, and so it stresses me out a little bit because it's like, you know, it's that the reason people go back to addictions, like it's because you're in that moment where you're jonesing for it because it's the thing you know and yeah. you don't know how. And it's yeah. really you're like just one. Yeah. Just one. Just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And then before you know it, full blown back in. Yep. Struggling with that this year. So, mm -hmm. but that's okay because it just means that I've shifted, but I'm not sure how to interact with my current relationships and the new energy that I'm in and the new shift. Like I'm working that out. And, you know, it's, so it's been a lot about self discovery and about uh, just really connecting to that. I think it's funny. I was looking through our podcasts and, and it's like the conversations I feel just got like deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, in the acceptance of ourselves, mm -hmm. in the acceptance of who we are. And, and the biggest theme, I think, in some of our uh, episodes was just like understanding you're not the problem to be solved. Like that was one of the big ones I feel um, connecting to our intuition, learning our relationship with ourselves, where are we abandoning ourselves was an episode. Um, you know, it's just like the idea of just seeing and understanding where societal norms play into our conversations. That was a big one this year in those conversations of like, where, where are we holding a standard that isn't really exist and only exists in, in society, but not internally, like, mm -hmm. and, and just really kind of separating ourselves and rediscovering like the core version of ourselves. Somebody, you know, one of the things that, I heard recently, and I don't know the whole quote, so forgive me because I'll probably paraphrase and butcher it, was about the idea of people pleasers, they sacrifice their authentic selves. Mm -hmm. That's why it's like when we step into those spaces of becoming authentic, we have no idea what to do. Yeah. We're very lost. At least I am. I, got, I, I felt mm -hmm. very lost because I didn't know who my authentic self was. And I don't know what that version is because I haven't, I haven't experienced it since I was a child. Yeah, that's a long fucking time. I'm old. I'm old. Like not old, old, but I'm old. Right, like many years, many years. <laughs> I've been here for quite a few decades. Like that's that's a very long time to not and to not have that authentic version of me develop over the years in my interests and the things that I did and whatever, whatever. It like I did things I was interested in, but like it it never, you know it everything always just kind of fell by the wayside because it just, I was more focused on what to do for others versus what that felt about to me. So yeah, successful authenticity, right? Like the successful authenticity of giving from the heart, like that's authentic, right? Like I, I have a heart and I want you to be happy, right? Like that feels very authentic giving, right? But it's yeah. like, there's a lot more authenticity than being a giver. And uh, what does that mean? Like, Sometimes I don't want to. What? That can't be true. Like, and then you find that it is true. And you're like, holy shit. Like, this is, I didn't know myself, right? Like, we think that we know ourselves. And again, it kind of brings it up to being like, I'm always going to be discovering things about myself. Because a new thing happens today, a new piece of me exists, right? Like, and so it gets, it gets to be a discovery mission and a continuous authenticity mission which to me is freeing. I don't know. Other people may find that anxiety producing, but to me, you know, the triple air sign, I'm like, Ooh, more floaty. Like yeah. this, this sounds awesome. Like <laughs> it sounds great. You know, like that authentic is a moment, right? And that my authentic giving today may be hermity tomorrow. And 
it's still authentic. It's still me. It's, yep. it's my purposeful everything. But yeah, it can be such a space of being like, I'm, my identity is tied to all of this that I've been doing. Where is my real identity today? And it's so funny you say that because in 2007, when I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, I went through the exact same thing in a physical sense. Mm -hmm. My identity was always about being capable of doing everything, mm -hmm. hyper-independent, like work till I drop type of thing. And I manifested a chronic illness and I had to, like, I had nothing. I had nothing. And so uh, when you say that, oh, hell yeah, because that's, I feel more capable of understanding how to recreate my identity now when not being a people pleaser, but it does, it's not, it's not easy because you feel foreign in all the places that were never foreign before. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And never but, mind the responsibility that we feel for being part of a healing team on earth. I mean, that's just yeah. a whole other freaking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All the yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah yeah it's a mind yeah you know what yeah. but i i think that you know looking back at these years and and i think of myself also professionally like in the beginning of the year like i was teaching um the healing Angel protocol and you know and i, I was really on the fence about whether i would ever do it again because i was super on the fence about it but it was like in August, I started another round of the three levels and wow, it, it's interesting because this, this class that I have right now that I'm, we're currently are also engaged. They're all like connected because, and here's what I did rather than being at the whim of spirit. And I feel it's funny because I feel like the students that show up are very in reflection of my own commitment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, yeah. the last round, I got people who were kind of on the fence and not engaged. And because of that, like I, that was mirrored in some of this, not all of them, but some of the students mirrored that energy. And so this round, they're so connected. And so we're such a like tight group that the things that are happening are amazing. But I also understand it's like my professional life shifted too. Like my job is my job. It's always that I've, I've had the courage to confront in spaces I haven't before in my job, but and that's a win. That's a big win. But in my kind of self-employed profession, I went from like pushing the boat of being the healer, the reader, and trying to put that out into the waters. And then all of a sudden I started helping people with websites yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then I helped somebody else. And, and so it's like, Oh, because I'm, I'm pretty resourceful at it. And I'm also very, I, my rates are so unreasonable that people are, because, you know, I, I undercut, I think the people that are trying to make money from it because of the fact that it's not fair for people who are trying to create a business by themselves. I think when they don't have a lot of overhead, they're not a company. They don't have thousands of dollars for you to create a website. And they don't need one that costs thousands of dollars. They're being told things that they need, but they really don't. It's, you know, that's why it's my rates are not what they are, what, what other people's rates are too, because there's a certain level of giving I want to give and a certain type of person I want to give to. And so yeah. like, and you have a sensitivity to that Yeah, because we are those people. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. And, you know, and, and so now like I'm, I'm, I have a retainer of a monthly one that she just pays me for so many hours a month up front. I'm helping another one launch a group coaching thing. So it's like, I didn't have this trajectory and I'm still teach and I'm still doing, I'm available for readings and healings, but I'm, I'm less pushing that boat out. And, and my decision, this is my win. I feel my win as far as my business goes, because I don't want to do with social media. I've decided not to deal with social media. Like if there is a, if there's a hesitancy for me to do it, even though I do social media marketing for one of my clients, but if there's a hesitant hesitancy for me to do that, then I'm going to allow myself that hesitancy and work it out and work through it. And because I think part of me doesn't want to be in social media because I'm trying to get out of it personally because of the influence and 
the energy it takes for me and what it does for me mentally, I'm trying to stay away from it. So if I start using it as a way to conduct my business, then I'm not helping myself at all. There are thousands of businesses that have nothing to do with social media that are super successful and we know it, right? Like we know, we know that that's the case. I've not gotten a single client from any of my social media. It's all word of mouth. It's all connectivity. It's all, I mean, the social media stuff that I do get clients from post my lives in my in the goddess group in the collective like in that networking space and it's not about social media it's about providing free services for people and i mean social social media is not for everyone business wise and i but we it gets pushed on us and i'm like super happy like this is music to my ears to hear this from you because I know that this is such a struggle for you. <laughs> it's been a struggle for you, you know, of like, well, what is it? And you're doing it for other people and you're like, why can I do it for them and not for me? And like to hear you release yourself from that to just be like, well, I guess I'm not going to do it then. My avenue is not that avenue. It's fine. I can be successful other ways because there's other people who are successful other ways. I don't have to do that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I just stopped trying to pull myself. And it's like the other day, it's, I, I think it was a couple of days ago that I was sitting thinking, I'm like, I don't even need the website. I'm not even not advertising website work because I have enough clients right now. Like yeah. I'm, you know, I'm happy to pick up one when one of them kind of, when this, when she doesn't need help any longer, but I'm like, I am okay. Like it is going to be okay everything is going to be all right. I don't need to continuously add. That was my other win this year. Sorry. I don't mean to go on about it, but it's like everything triggers something. My win was I used to have, I used to feel I had to take on every client and I had to take them all because of scarcity mindset, because of the thought I need more money of trying to be, you know, free, you know, have ease in financial, but it was just creating more stress. And I wasn't vetting the people I'm working with. So I decided that no, A, if it, they don't align with what, what and I feel and my values, I'm not taking them, which is not bad. It's just, I don't want to take them. And two is that I don't need a hundred clients. I am a client of myself and I need to be put in that equation. And it's my time is not just about doing for others. It's also about doing for me. And so really trying to find that that balance of sometimes it's not going to be that way. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is. You know, it's that give and flow, but not be so extreme. Like I have a million clients in no time. I get pissed off and mad and burnt out. And so then I, I fire all my clients and then I have nothing. And then I get upset and I take on everybody. And then this constant huge peaks and valleys. And rather than just be like, it's okay. I got what I need. We're going to lose a client because we're done with them. And then we're going to gain another one. And then we're going to, you know, and then it's like this peak and like this rhythm that's more softer. I'm just, I, I'm discovering where I can do that. I'm, I'm being more discerning. And it's like just giving myself permission to be a priority, you know? And trust. I mean, I think, I feel like that trust has been a big part of this year. For, for us financially and business wise and things like that, because what you're describing is that is the trust that we've had to have in like, it's going to come and it's okay. And I don't need to overload and I don't even really have to do anything, you know, like except call it in. And I know like for me, that's, I mean, major, major, major in my life has been this concept of it's going to be fine. It's always going to be fine. I've never, like, I've not had to advertise. It always comes in through what, whatever channels. People come in and come out. People come for two weeks and then don't come again, but then somebody else comes in. You know, like, understanding the flow of that and having to work through the weeks where I get, you know, four cancellations and I'm like, holy shit, it's fine. There's a reason for it. And you know what happens? On a day where I can't do laundry because I've scheduled too many people, somebody cancels and I have an hour to do laundry, you know, like, and, and, and so instead of being upset, I sit in that and say, you got me, like you supported me today in what was super important and the money will come in at another time. Yeah. I don't need to worry about it. And it just continuously keeps happening that way. But, but I went through the same thing and you know, this of being like overloaded because it was like, wow, money. Rah, rah, rah. 
And then I was like, oh my God, I don't have time to do anything for myself. And I got, and I built this business so that I would have time for myself. Like this is, and, and my daughter, like this is, it's turning into my nightmare, you know, and just kind of dialing it back and saying, well, then what you're going to have to do is say to the universe and to yourself, you're blocking out this much time for your gym during the day, because that's when you can go and you're just going to have to do it. And you're going to have to accept that that time is for you and that the money that you would earn during that time is not as important as the as as you like this is how you're going to do it and let the universe support you by putting people in those other places and it continues to happen right like where it's just like oh okay i've got enough clients this week and i get to go to the gym three times and i you know am done by this certain time and i don't have to work on saturdays okay right like it does work that way if I let it work that way, if yeah. I decide to start to freak out on the week where I get four cancellations and run an ad and get all nuts and start to send out emails, hey, does anybody need a session? Or I mean, I've never done that. Like it's just saying it was like, holy shit. Yeah. But, you know, like, you know, sometimes you'll get a message that's like checking in. Oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, I don't ever want to do that. I don't like that energy. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to, the universe supports me. And I've had to learn to trust in that. I've had to learn to trust that energetically, I'm the one that is running the show and, and, and magnetizing or repelling and just being in that, that flow energy of like, you, you know, better than I do. That's what I say all the time. Like when I get that cancellation, I'm like, you know, better than I do what I'm supposed to do with that cancellation time. And so I'm just going to trust that you're also going to pay my rent <laughs> or not pay my rent, but that if, and, and it always happens. Somebody who ha I haven't seen in a while will say, Hey, I need a session. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And you know, and that's such a win. Like, I feel like it's, it's, one of the hardest parts about trusting because of being in scarcity mindsets and also trauma. We've had trauma. I mean, there's yeah. been places where we've had no money and it's not just, it's not happening and, and we push more to get more, but yet we're not allowing more. And that's, that's a, such a huge ass win. I love that. I love that. And I'm just, I'm doing some self-reflecting and I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, and letting it come in whatever form it comes you know what i mean like it's like like when you're talking about the website thing like this is not necessarily what i envisioned but it's here so let me just harness harness it while it's here do it while it's here because it was brought to me right mm -hmm. and if i don't like it then i figure out why i brought it to me but that's it like that's that's fine you know if and and it can shift it can go back and forth you know, like, I mean, really, it, it's, it's really amazing when, when you allow, like, when you allow yourself to know that you're, that you're co-creating, it really does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What, what a, what a year, you know, and, and, you know, and part of me feels like it's like, okay. And I did a angel healing circle on Saturday with, uh, Phoenix rising star. Um, and the message I got Metatron came in, gotta love him. He's one of my favorites. Um, and he's like, dude, just rest, celebrate all the things you've done this year, celebrate all of them because what you have accomplished in this one year, because of where you're at and your commitment would have taken decades mm. and that because you showed up because you asked because you're willing and you're open and you're available and you're you're wanting your commitment to yourself and your own wellness and your own you know that commitment created the the massive transformation that is happening and you know and if anything and and so it's like the next year will come because it was all about getting messages for the like for the next year and it was so much of it was so much of the energy of it'll come when it comes it's not about knowing it's not about predicting it's not about attaching it's about just reflecting and seeing 
all that you've accomplished this year and realizing that it happens even sometimes when you don't know what's happening because you're committed to it and you're asking for it. And in and and that is gonna, you know, I truly energetically feel like next year for at least us and those of you who are Gemini risings, um, I just feel like next year is going to be like the re the results of what we've done this year. It's not to say we won't have moments of realization and understanding again, but I don't, I feel like it's like the, you know, it's, we've, we've created this foundation, we've weeded our gardens. And now that we've weeded our gardens, it's time for us to step into the, what we're creating, what we're wanting to, what's more aligned with our hearts, what's more aligned with our being and creating spaces where we can practice what we've learned and not be at the mercy of our panic and our fear and our unworthiness and, and, our, and our resistance to allow things to just come to us. It's like less, like, less energy spent in the fear of things and more energy spent in the flow of things. Yes. And yes. I am here for that. Like, <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. But I also understand is that as we grow, the next layer comes. And so mm. it's not like I think everything's going to be massively amazing, but it's going to be good, but yeah. in a way that continues to help us grow. That's yeah, well, it's it's like I feel like it's like garlic, right? Like every time I'm peeling garlic, I'm like Jesus, but then I get to the garlic and I'm like, yeah. like you know what I mean? Like yeah, the goods, right? Like of the it's not that it's not just the everlasting onion peel, you know? Like that there's so there's like the nugget in there that you're looking for, you know? Anything that you that you peel to get to the the center of it, it, it it's like yeah, like it's sometimes going to be harder. Some garlic cloves are harder than others, but then the, the worthiness of, of that on the inside is always going to be worth it. And it will, you, you learn to deal with the layers because you accept that the layers are there. You accept why they got there. You understand. And so it's easier to coast and flow. And that's what I feel like when I'm like, what is going on right now? Exactly what you just said. It was like, okay, you're going to have a period of, like coasting and growing like you do when you plant the seeds you've got to just water and it will grow it's gonna grow but you had to do you had to get the soil ready you had to dig up all the weeds and roots and all that kind of stuff in order to let there be space for it and yeah. you had to let there be space for it you weren't doing that before and now you are so it's things are gonna be different you'll weed here and there but yeah. it won't be like this because of all of the transformations that you've allowed yourself to make. So. It's not hard packed soil that you're trying to, you know, till. Yeah, like I really feel it. Like I feel it. I feel like, you know, so many major things have shifted and they've created within me a, a, a version of me that can handle it differently. Yes. And I'm like super grateful. Yeah. So we did this podcast as kind of, I, I guess it's like part one or it's intro yeah. because come, January, uh, the first podcast of January, we're going to be talking and guiding you guys through how to reflect on your year, how to look at it, what to do, like what questions to ask, like what decisions, you know, of, of what are you committing to in this next year? And it has nothing to do with like, you know, I don't, I know that there's New Year's resolutions. It's not about resolve. It's not about fixing something. It's about understanding your year previous, understanding what worked, what didn't work, what you want to bring ahead, what maybe what you want to focus on or what energy you want to bring into the next year. So we'll be doing that the first week of January. So please join us in this, but it's going to give you a couple weeks to really connect with your own year. Like when do some self-reflecting, it's Mercury retrograde. It's that time to do it. So Perfect really give yourself the space of just stop. We don't need to push right now. It's about sitting in it and taking this time to reflect. And once we're out of it, which is the first week of January, we'll we'll look at all that you reflected on and we'll we'll use it as fertilizer for the soil of growing into the next year. So yes, ma'am. Have a good week, everybody. Hold tight. Mercury goes retrograde on the 12th, but 
Everything is going to be just fine. Lots of love. Love you. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.